Carolina's Field, Forest, and Water, a closer look at agriculture in South Carolina and conversations between the current and future leaders of agriculture in the Palmetto State and experts from across America. Presented by the students of the South Carolina Governor's School for Agriculture at John De La Howe. From our campus in McCormick County, here's our moderator, Elizabeth Visseth. Welcome into this edition of Carolina's Field, Forest, and Water. I'm Elizabeth Visseth, and today I'm here with Tymere Morton, Lyle Fulmer, and Nancy Smith, the manager of the South Carolina State Fair. Can you start by telling us about the significance of the South Carolina State Fair? Thank you, and I'd just like to say it's an honor to be with you folks this morning. And yes, the South Carolina State Fair will celebrate 154 years uh, this October, and the dates are October the 11th through the 22nd. And fair's roots are in agriculture, so I think that's, you know, really special for us to be sitting here talking about that and the significance of your South Carolina State Fair. Uh, that's one thing that I really love about the fair is over the years, um, I have been with the fair like 40 years. This will be my 40th year, but I have seen the vast difference that positive difference that the South Carolina State Fair makes in young lives, especially as it relates to agriculture and through um, involvement in 4-H and FFA. Um, fairs are just great overall. They're traditions, but that's one thing that's really, that really stands out about our South Carolina State Fair. What are some of the key agricultural competitions and events that attendees can look forward to this year at the fair? Well, as I said, the fair also is the largest event in the state, so we have lots of things going on. We have um, dairy cattle. We have our dairy shows at the fair. We have our beef cattle at the fair. We have swine. We have sheep. We have goats. Uh, we have the meat goats later on, um, and we have um, the, a lamb show at the fair this year as well. So I think you name it from the agricultural side, um, and we have a lots of that going on. We were just talking in the studio before um, we, were, we were live about some of the folks sitting around this table of what they've shown at the fair, whether it was beef cattle, um, goats, or uh, dairy cattle, um, and that's, that's part of the tradition of the fair. So all of that's involved in the, in the fair, lots of agricultural um, aspects of the fair. Yes, ma'am. And just to kind of bounce off of that, we talked about the kind of opportunities that, as far as agriculture goes, that it gives the opportunities to youth. What do you think are some kind of leadership qualities that youth get to develop in by being a part of not just showing things like cattle or goats at the state fair, but actually being involved in helping in any kind of leadership opportunity? That's a great question. I think uh, now more than ever, it's uh, that is so important. The one thing I think that would, that stands out in my mind when I uh, through my years of dealing um, and coming in contact with the young folks in agriculture that have had an opportunity to be involved in showing uh, whatever it is at the fair. And as you said, it's not just about showing at the fair, but you're not able to show at the fair until you do your duties before you get to the fair. And I think that uh, brings to mind the one word responsibility. Uh, that's so important now. And also, uh, we have lots of technology now, and many of us find ourselves on our phones and, you know, relying on technology to give us everything that we need, and we don't always use sometimes what we have here, um, our God-given talents. And I think being able to relate to people, when you have to go and talk to a judge and show that animal, you're in the show ring, um, you have to know how to present those, uh, those animals, whatever they might be, and you just have to know how to carry on 
a conversation with others. And that is so important now. It's not only important when you're there at the fair showing the agriculture, but, you know, in life's journey. Um, I started out, you know, many, many moons ago in my journey working at a little tiny country store. And um, I'm a few years older now, but I look back on that time that I had um, and the opportunities that were given me during that time to really um, develop leadership and really a way to work with people and to converse with people and to be able to, um, you know, carry on conversations um, and to deal with the public. And it will take you um, a long way in life. So I think that's uh, responsibility and being able to, um, you know, just have a, a good overall um, attitude and view of life and, and know how to correspond and talk with people. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So coming from like a standpoint, I know it's kind of off topic, but coming from a standpoint like not just the ones that showing, like as in me, and JC, um, how do you think it impacted other people's lives, like as in fair? The fair. How does the fair impact other people's lives? Um, as I said, our fair is 100. This will be 154 years this year. And I think one thing that stands out for the fair is tradition. And, though, you know, that's something I remember when I was growing up. My dad was basically a workaholic, and he didn't take too many days off to, for anything else. But they could call it what they wanted to. I think they call it in-service days now. But when I was growing up, we had a day off. And that day off was, you know, during fair time, and it was to come to the fair. And I very distinctly remember that. Uh, I had three sisters, so all of us, mom and dad and the four of us, would load up in that car, and we would come to the fair. And we had a tradition of where we would park, you know, we would go and have a Bailey's corn dog first, and then we would go see the uh, beef cattle, um, you know, and then we would, uh, you know, go get an ice cream cone. Then we'd go to uh, the other exhibits at the fair. And that was something that we looked forward to every year. And for me now, that is another sense of um, just an accomplishment, knowing that your South Carolina State Fair has made a difference and continues to make a difference in people's lives from the family aspect. Uh, because they really look forward to that. And sometimes for some families, and also on our Seniors Day and our Exceptional Citizens Day, we've found out that sometimes that's the only time that those people really get to come together as a family. Or maybe it's a group of friends that they always look to, look forward to meeting at the fair and coming. So I think for even folks that are not involved in the agricultural arena, like you folks have the great opportunity to be, um, your fair really still makes a difference in people's lives because it offers an opportunity to come together, you know, as family and friends. Um, and it's also, you know, probably one of the last family-oriented uh, organizations where you can come and have agriculture, family, fun, um, entertainment, and everything. And if we're doing our job correctly at the South Carolina State Fair, anyone from the tiniest baby um, to the greatest grandparent should be able to go anywhere and see anything at your South Carolina State Fair. Thank you. So you mentioned how it supports the community. Can you tell me more about how the fair supports and promotes local farmers and producers? Are there any specific like opportunities or programs in place to support them? Well, I think that's all tied into, um, you know, we, we offer a lot of, we have different organizations uh, throughout the way that offer scholarships for them. Um, as far as, the you know, the farmers and those around the um, the state are concerned, 
um, you know, maybe in different ways. We, we involve, like, people from the different, um, there's an organization in Aiken that gives our shavings for us. Um, you know, and we always try to uh, display the or promote the agricultural aspect of what's going on at the fair. Um, you know, the fair does have a, a economic impact, a great economic impact. Um, we're the largest event in the state, and over our 12-day run, we have a, a around 400, 450,000 people that come into the fair. Um, and as far as this, a little bit off of topic is about how we support the farmers, but I think through um, really our promotion of agriculture, and I think through 4-H and FFA. But one thing that we need to make sure we say before we're um, off the air here is that we are the South Carolina State Fair, but we're not a state-supported agency. I think that's a really common misconception many times, and our name, you know, is one reason for that. But the, your fair is a 501c3, and something that we're very um, proud of is the fact that we're really involved in um, in education as it relates to agriculture and more, which helps, you know, promote all of that. So this year we were able to increase our scholarship given from 300000 to $500,000. So your fair now gives $500,000, like a half a million, um, in scholarships. And that amounts to fifty ten thousand dollar scholarships and the other great thing about that is that the scholarships are awarded throughout the state of South Carolina with some being from each congressional district that's amazing um, moving on to economics as you mentioned how does the South Carolina State Fair contribute to the local and state economy we have a, a pretty big economic impact. Um, your fair has like a 24 million dollar impact on the state of South Carolina. Um, and we, you know, there are lots of, uh, the, the funny thing about the fair is that when you come to the fair and you see the fair, it's a lot different than it is during the, you know, all the rest of the time when you're at the fair. Uh, we have a staff of like a full-time staff of 21 folks that work at the fair, um, that work at the fairgrounds because the fair is kind of split into three things. We do, um, uh, facility rentals, and then we have football parking, a little thing called tailgating at the rocket there. And then the fair, of course, is the, is the tail that really, um, that really wags the dog there. But uh, we go from 21 full-time people to around 550, 600 people when the fair's in town. And so you can imagine that would have a, a, a pretty good economic impact. But also, um, you know, and that offers jobs throughout the state of South Carolina. That does not include the folks that come to work at the fair from the uh, carnival side, the ones that bring the rides. That's North American Midway Entertainment. And then all of our concessionaires and then our commercial exhibitors. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into the whole makeup of the, of the fair. And, you know, we contribute through, um, you know, bringing more jobs into the state of South Carolina. And, of course, all that yummy food that you eat <laughs> when you come to the fair, uh, you know, that has to come from somewhere. And that's the agricultural part of that, too. Uh, the farmer's market stays pretty busy with that. You know, and lots of the folks that come in bringing the different meats and um, all the yummy chocolate chip cookies and all of those things that you eat. So, um, you know, we do offer that economic impact. And of course, people come to town and they um, eat in the restaurants in town and they um, stay in some of the hotels around the area as well. I've kind of got a question while we're on the actual topic of fairs themselves. What do you think the actual importance or significance of things like the state fair or even county fairs, like what's the, the overall importance to you of actually having those fairs? 
Well, fierce roots are in agriculture, and I think we talked a little bit about this, too, before we were on air live, that uh, I, I'm a, we're a member of the South Carolina Association of Fairs, and just using South Carolina as an example, um, I'm the current president of the South Carolina Association of Fairs. We only have 12 fairs in South Carolina. South Carolina is small. Um, and I really, you know, throughout our industry, we're all we're also a member of an international association of fairs, international association of fairs and expositions. And your South Carolina State Fair has been very involved in that organization as well. So I say that because there are lots of giant fairs, you know, around the country. I know everyone probably sitting here has heard of the Iowa State Fair, the Minnesota State Fair. Um, they're great fairs, and we've had the opportunity to visit those. South Carolina is small, so I have always had, you know, a real heart for us, even though the South Carolina State Fair is the biggest fair in the state. You know, size is really not the thing that matters that much. It's the difference that those fairs make in the community where they are. And I think the importance of that is one thing is agriculture, um, you know, being um, getting the young folks involved, um, you know, steering them in the right direction. And I think there's no better direction than for young folks to be involved in than and than than agriculture has to offer. So that's one thing because that's fair's roots are in that. But also, you know, bringing the community together. Um, you know, and seeing the difference that everyone working together can make. Um, it's amazing to me to think that in South Carolina, you know, you, you see a 40,000-square-foot building, and, uh, you know, like three days later, the thing, you know, looks like it's just had a transformation. Well, it's a, te it's a teamwork. So, um, and some of that also has to do, even in the smaller communities, um, with the economic impact, you know, that they have. And, but it's, it's about coming together um, making a difference, you know, from the, uh, not only from the agricultural side, but, um, you know, bringing families together to really showcase what's good about each part of our state that we have to offer. And I think fairs, you know, fairs are unique with that because unlike other businesses, we're not really in competition with each other. We don't really, um, you know, we don't get mad at each other if we if we copy something. Um, our cookie kitchen came from the Minnesota State Fair. Ours is nowhere as close to as large as that, but, you know, it served us well. So uh, those are the kind of things that I think are great that, you know, that, that all, in, all is entwined in the making of the, making a difference where, wherever you are. And fairs can help each other do that. And I I think that's one really important thing that a lot of people don't know about us, but we're not in competition with each other. We just serve to make the best better, as the 4-H motto says. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Well, I know this is probably backpedaling a little bit, but for the people that are, like, not involved in that culture as much, what other scholarships do y'all offer? Uh, the scholarships that we offer – the $500,000 in scholarships, those are for anything. You do not have to be involved. You do not have to actually have an agricultural major or be involved in agriculture to, um, you know, have one of those scholarships. So that's really our major thing that we do. Um, we have other great organizations like South Carolina Farm Bureau Federation, the Pork Producers, Equine, um, you know, the Horseman's Council, uh, those folks that come alongside us and help us. And the fair itself contributes to some of those from 4-H and FFA, but the $500,000 in scholarships, 
um, those you do not have to be involved in agriculture. And that's a great question because we think, we know that, and you folks are, are aware of that, how important education is now, you know, more so than ever, and especially in South Carolina. And that's why your fair is dedicated to that because we know that, um, you know, we all need to come together and we, ha we need to have a good time. We need to ride the rides and eat the food and, of course, see all the wonderful uh, animals. But we need to really be cognizant of how important education is throughout our state. So that's why, you know, um, we were even able in a, a very lean year in 2020 to uh, increase our scholarship given, and we hope we can continue to do that. Thank you. Okay, this is a little off topic, but earlier you mentioned tailgating at the Rocket. Can you tell us a little bit behind the history of that? Well, I think maybe uh, there's a rocket in this room somewhere. Uh, that's a great that's a great question and one we always like to uh, tell everyone about. So we're a little bit different. If you're not, the theme of the fair this year is meet me at the rocket. And some people said, oh, yeah, immediately they recognize it. But if they don't, we know immediately that they're not from the area or they've not been to the South Carolina State Fair. So that's a great question. So um, the history of the rocket is that it's an intermediate ballistic range missile that was actually uh, built by Chrysler and designed by a gentleman named Werner von Braun. It was given to the city of Columbia um, in the 60s. And the reason it was given to the city of Columbia by the U.S. Air Force was the name of the rocket is actually Columbia. So therefore, um, it ended up in Columbia. Someone had a great idea. We think we'll give this rocket to, to the uh, city of Columbia. So it was in a field for years. I don't know how many years, but many years. And then in 1969, it was the a rocket was erected at the South Carolina State Fair at a cost of $10,000. So now you know the history of the rocket and what happened with that. It's so tall, the rocket's at the north end of the fairground, which is near Rosewood Drive. And so when people, you know, the fair is pretty busy and pretty crowded. And when you come to the fair and if you maybe got separated or you wanted to make sure, okay, you want to meet back up here and you weren't where you should have been at the appropriate time or maybe you got lost, you may hear, you know, Lyle, meet your party at the rocket or Elizabeth, meet your party at the rocket or Ty, meet your party at the rocket. So, but we had a lady named Miss Higginbotham that was, the voice of the rocket for many, many years. And she uh, passed away, and her son took on that um, that um, job after that. And so now we continue to meet to meet me at the rocket. And you can still go, get your friends to come and page you. It only costs 50 cents um, to meet at the rocket. So, And now you know the story of meet me at the rocket, but it's really, it's really become an icon. The rocket's an icon at, at our fairgrounds. When anybody comes out of town and says, well, where should I meet you? I said, well, just meet me at the uh, north gate by the rocket. And they thought, what? Are we going to a space museum or we're going to the fair? So, uh, But anyway, now we have the rocket at the north end of the fairgrounds, and our... Um, Landmark at the south end of the fairgrounds is the flagpole, where every day at 12 noon, when you're on the fairgrounds, you will hear the national anthem played, and we stop and, um, you know, pay attention to what's most important and more important now than ever, and we, um, you know, uh, sing the, they sing the national anthem, and we uh, recognize the great blessing we have of living where we are. So, all involved in the rocket. <laughs> That's interesting. I never knew the history behind that. Yes, it's a it's an interesting little story. It is. So we're and we're going to have a lot of. We can meet me at the rocket. Meet me at the goo for the gooey chocolate chip cookies. Meet me at the moo. Uh, meet me at the squeal. Oh, wherever you'd like to this year. So. <laughs>
Looking forward, are there any upcoming developments or plans to further enhance the agricultural focus and impact of the South Carolina State Fair? Always. I think maybe I'm sitting at this um, chair talking to all of you right now, um, you know, really looking forward to learning some more about this great campus here and everything that you do. And yes, I think the Bears roots are in agriculture. And I said, that's always one thing that I have always tried to look at different ways to increase the agricultural presence at the South Carolina State Fair. Um, you know, we've started different things, but we're hoping to continue that. And I think this might be a good a good starting point. I think one thing that would, um, you know, would really help us with that is to maybe not just showcase the agriculture so much only during fair time, but if there, if there was a way that we could do that, you know, throughout the year and maybe come and visit with the folks that have a particular project. If you have a, a beef cattle or if you have dairy cattle, if you have a, a goat or if you have swine or something that we could maybe follow those folks through that. And, um, you know, I think it's nothing like really telling the story, seeing it in actions. But, yes, we're always cognizant of that and looking at different, you know, looking at our different counties and how we can focus on the different counties and promote um, agriculture and whatever it is in their particular, re uh, in their particular area. That's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Just kind of something that I was just a little curious about, how did you get to this position that you're at and kind of what your history is, like all the positions that you've held before and kind of what got you here to be the general manager of the State Fair? That's a loaded question now. But, um, <laughs> okay. Can't see me here, but uh, my hair is gray. And as I said, this will be my 40th year. And I didn't really realize that until someone said, Nancy, when did you say you started in 83? I think so, yeah. And they said, did you realize this is 2023? And I thought, Whoa. A little older than I thought. But anyway, um, that is a very interesting story, and I, I love to tell it. So I started out in the home and craft department. That's in the Moore building at the fair. When I started out, it was not that nice building. It was an older building, and the quilts were hung from the ceilings and all that. I had a lady that I went to church with, Miss um, Templeton, and she asked me one day, she said, Nancy, would you like to come and just help out at the fair? So I always tell everybody, I took vacation from a real job to work at the fair, um, and that was in 1983, and I at that time, I helped. One of the first things I helped do was judge cakes. Well, I was supposed to help the judges judge the cakes. But I got in on the caramel cakes, and I got in a little bit too much taste testing, and I realized that you can't do that for eight hours a day. Um, but I uh, I never did that again, but I actually loved it. And unfortunately, Miss um, Templeton became ill, and she passed away, and Gary Goodman was the manager at the fair at that time. And so after the fair, um, he during that time, he asked me if I would like to be the superintendent in the, in the Moore building for just fair time, and I did that. And then afterwards, uh, you know, in 2000, after the 1999 fair, he asked if I would like a full-time job at the fair. So uh, we have a very small staff at the fair, and we are considered a large fair in our industry. So when I started out, I started out booking entertainment and exhibits, and that was my first part of that job. And then I did marketing and advertising. And then I was office manager. And then I started a sponsorship program, which we call partnership now at the fair. We'd never had that at the fair. That was, I think, in 2004 or five. In 2008, I was promoted to assistant manager. And then in 2000, uh, 2018, I was uh, promoted to 
manager of the South Carolina State Fair when Gary Goodman retired. So um, it was really neat coming from that direction because I had a little snippet and a little taste of, you know, what it was. And I thought, oh, sure, when Gary asked me about that, yeah, sure, I'd like to come work. If um, This is, you know, I know all about the Moore building. I know all about the cakes and the pies and all the woodworking and the uh, crafting and the tatting and all of that. And I thought, but let me just tell you, it was a eye opener. It's nothing like um, we said. I moved to the big to the big part over there to the big house, and um, it was really you go from one thing that you have to be responsible for to hundreds of things, and um, it, it's a it's a different uh, it, it is a different world at the fair because you only have you know we don't get another shot during the year to make it right. Uh, we get twelve days, and you have to make sure that you do it right during those twelve days. But the you know immense satisfaction. You know, when you can go to that gate and open it and see the people smiling and just, you know, waiting at the gate to come in and uh, see, you know, all the great things that you folks have entered. And we have uh, we have competitions at the fair from um, every county in the state. So, yep, I said I've always, um, whatever I do, I've always pretty much been a worker. And if I have it to do, I'll do it. But there's nothing like... Um, the satisfaction of being in something that you really know that you really love and you really have a passion for, and the fact that that thing makes such a difference in other people's lives. So that's my fair story, and it's a pretty long one, but um, <laughs> it's a great one. So uh, it's been a it's been a great journey. So yes, ma'am. I have a question. Besides the money that y'all get off for scholarships, like where does that money actually go to? That's raised from the fair, right? Another good question. Well, we have to have a little thing called upkeeping of the buildings and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you have to be cognizant of everything, especially nowadays, I think, more than ever, uh, safety and security with all of our, um, you know, everything that we do at the fairgrounds. So we just did a big asphalt. We had to re-asphalt the entire fairgrounds. Um, you know, if you'll recall, several years ago, we built the Goodman building, which was attached to the Canty building. So now we have uh, like 80,000 square feet under one roof. So it goes into capital improvements and then, you know, looking at our long range plans. And, um, you know, we're hoping that we can continue to, as I said, increase our scholarship giving as well. So it goes back. And also, uh, I need not forget, we always, we're, we're really good about giving back to the community. Um, you know, when the big flood came, we um, gave our parking proceeds to $100,000 to Harvest Hope, $100,000 to Salvation Army. And we do that for other organizations, uh, 4-H and FFA. Um, you know, they're, they utilize our grounds, and, you know, we, we're, we're, we really love for them to do that. Every year, Salvation Army has um, our buildings for about two months out of the year to do their families, helping families. So that's really a you know, I'm, I appreciate you asking that because we really know that even though, um, you know, the fair has been very blessed, and as I said, even though we had a drive-through fair in 2020 with COVID, uh, we have we have certainly, you know, we've had a good uh, board and been governed good, and um, you know, the people of South Carolina have really come to support their South Carolina State Fair. But we have to realize that it's not all about us; it's about giving back to the community. And I think, you know. Um, if you uh, give a good measure back, you know, I think that's part of the blessings that we're seeing and we're hoping um, our goal and our, you know, our, our 
always is to continue, as I've said it before, but I love the 4-H motto, of making the best better. And that would include the grounds as well because we know we can't stay like we are. We've we had a lot of stuff going on, you know, like with COVID and E. coli and all of those things that have entered into the picture with us. So we have to continue to take that, you know, into consideration and to um, look at our buildings and, you know, look at how we're, um, you know, bringing folks in and um, helping them have the most enjoyable time they can at their South Carolina State Fair. And that's all about, you know, mm -hmm. infrastructure as well. Speaking of FFA, does the FFA Day at State Fair impact the fair any? Sure. That's one of my favorite days. That's always the Tuesday of the fair. Um, they have the tractor uh, pulling contest there all day long. And, yeah, that's a, that's a big, a good day for us. Um, it impacts me. I don't know. Maybe it impacts me more than others because I love that day. Uh, I told the we have a board meeting during fair time, and it's always on that same day, but that just really gets me, you know. So we've been there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday's for a, uh, FFA day, and it's like I love to go down there to the ceremony, and it just, you know, like gets me going again. I don't need a cup of coffee. I just need to go down there and see y'all and really – you know, hear hear everything that's happened, and um, you know, see the difference that, that you folks are making. So, yes, it does. And they y'all like to come out. You know, they come out, and not only the uh, FFA person comes out, but families come out. You know, the advisors come out, and you know, others come out to celebrate the time together. So, it's a good day at the fair. Speaking of how you help FFA, do you have any specific examples of how it's positive? positively impacted somebody interested in agriculture? Well, I can't really call a name, um, but yes, we have had a for, before H and, uh, you know, the other agricultural involved things when we offer scholarships, because I've been around for so long, I've seen the, um, I've seen the fact that uh, the difference that it makes in, in folks. We talked about you know, what difference does that make in lives when you're involved in that kind of thing? But I have seen someone that I've interviewed um, before that could, couldn't really even talk. You know, they were really uh, so shy they couldn't even talk. And then like a, a year or so after that, you know, they were a transformed person. So I think that's the power of, um, you know, of, of 4-H, um, FFA, and being involved in the fair and, you know, just knowing how to, you know, to talk to people. So... Yes, ma'am. Is there anything else that you want the viewers to know about the South Carolina State Fair? Uh, yes. The, the fair is October the 11th through the uh, 22nd this year. And we are we have all kinds of fun stuff at the fair. And um, we'll, you know, as we talked a lot about the agriculture, but we also have uh, some some great exhibits at the fair, along with the food and, and things. <clears throat> but one thing that I wanted to uh, promote was the we have two different traveling exhibits that are at the South Carolina State Fair this year, and one of those is um, remembering our fallen. It's a, a exhibit of thirty four towers, and it will be in the roof building at the fair this year, and it will be pretty much a somber exhibit. <clears throat> but remembering all those folks that have, you know, that lo have lost their lives on uh, the war on terrorism, that's very um, important for us. And like I said, we do the national anthem every every day at noon, so that will be very. Um, this is an exhibit that travels across 
across the country, and that's our first time having it. We also are going to be having a really neat exhibit that's called the uh, Princess Diana exhibit. It's Princess Diana Accredited Access Exhibition, and her royal photographer, his name is Anwar Hussein, and his sons have done um, really a walk through the life of Princess Diana and her family through photography. And I will have to say this exhibit has never been to a fair. It's only been to a museum. So we promised them if they bring it to the South Carolina State Fair, we will roll out the red carpet for them. And so we have rolled out the red carpet, and that's going to be in the Rosewoods area of the fair. Um, And then also we have, uh, you know, some uh, yummy foods at the fair. I know everybody likes their their foods. We're going to have the Billy G's Barbecue uh, we're going to have a donut dog at the fair this year. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I've seen the Krispy Kreme uh, burger, but a, a Krispy Kreme hot dog, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, and then we'll have some other things, the fried Tweakies on a stick and fried s'mores on a stick and uh, pumpkin funnel cake and then a dill pickle pizza and, um, you know, some sweet potatoes. That'll be a healthy side for the sweet potatoes. But along with all of our, all the great agriculture that's involved in the fair and then, you know, the the new exhibits and, you know, all the days, like we said, we have FFA Day, 4-H Day, Sensory Friendly Morning. That's a, a real neat thing we're doing on the 19th, followed by Exceptional Citizens Day. Um, that's a, a real special time for us as well. Um, and then all of the fun stuff that, you know, the fair has to offer. And um, your tickets are on sale now. The fair will be October the 11th through the 22nd. And uh, you can buy tickets at sc.statefair.org or any of your local Circle K stations. So, and our website is sc.statefair.org. And you can find out everything that you need to know about the fair. And especially from the scholarship thing, the, uh, our 2023 scholarship recipients, um, you know, we're showcasing them. Again, we do $500,000 in in scholarships to graduating seniors that attend an in-state school or university. So I just say, you know, to know that when you come to the fair and you're uh, riding the rides and showing your animals or, you know, eating some yummy food that you really are making a difference in South Carolina's future. And I think that's a really good thing for us all to remember. We're all excited. Good. Well, we will look forward to uh, meeting you all at the Rocket this year and seeing the dairy cattle and the beef cattle. And, of course, we have the rabbit showmanship and the poultry showmanship um, this year, which is one of, another one of my favorite things, um, along with everything else that goes on at your South Carolina State Fair. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Carolina's Field Forest and Water. I'm Elizabeth Feseth. Join us next week for another conversation here at John Delahoe. Carolina's Field, Forest, and Water, a closer look at agriculture in South Carolina and conversations between the current and future leaders of agriculture in the Palmetto State and experts from across America. Presented by the students of the South Carolina Governor's School for Agriculture at John De La Howe. For more information on the South Carolina Governor's School for Agriculture, visit our website at delahowe.sc.gov.